Digital signage is good for really almost any sized organization and any type of organization. But honestly, when it's deployed on a large scale at kind of an enterprise level, that's really where the benefits really are quite, quite clear. So we're going to talk about some of the advantages of uh, scaling up to enterprise-wide and enterprise-level digital signage. To that end, I'm here with Sean Matthews, President and CEO of Visix. Hi, Sean. Hello, Derek. Thanks for having me on today. Thank you for coming. And we'd like to thank all of you for listening. This is Digital Signage Done Right. Whether you're new to digital signage or a seasoned pro, this podcast gives you practical advice about systems, communications, and content to better engage your audience. I'm Derek DeWitt, Communications Specialist for Physics. Welcome to Digital Signage Done Right. Your focus really is on enterprise-wide stuff. That seems to be what you guys are kind of pushing. That's kind of what you guys uh, are aiming at with uh, a lot of what you write about and the way you develop products. Uh, Let's talk about some of the advantages there. I remember once you and I were talking for something once, and you kind of described it as... uh, it all kind of fits in five what you call buckets, which I guess is kind of a business term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll go with business term there. Uh, you know, <laughs> buckets, but buckets, categories, whatever. I mean, but but really, Derek, you know, when we think about uh, large enterprise-like deployments, you know, we're not talking about the free digital signage that you might find on the web. You know, right. where, you know, that's how we differentiate ourselves because really, our clients, Fortune 500, Fortune 1000, large colleges and universities, hospitals, those types of people you know, they're looking for scalability. And when we look at these five buckets, scalability is the number one in the list. We have scalability, interoperability, extensibility, security, and then reporting. Mm. I mean, and when we think about these things, you know, we're talking about putting content on screens and a large number of screens designed to affect human behavior. We're not talking about PowerPoint style slides like you would see on an interstate billboard, you know, that transition every 15 seconds or something. We're talking about communication technology that is designed to drive and affect human behavior. And right. so that's, on a large scale. On a large scale. That's correct. Yeah. Uh-huh. I know this very often happens. You can start off, say, there's a large college campus, let's say, university campus. One department gets it, and then another department says, okay, we want that. We've got it the budget. Boom. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of, it doesn't have to be discrete, disparate systems. It can all be one system, even controlled from one place if need be, and it can scale up. Because I know this stuff scales up too. I mean, is there a limit to how high it can go? Yeah, there's really no limit. I mean, and there, you know, there's two types of scalability. There's the scalability that's associated with the physical size of the deployment, you know, on the network, uh, whether it be at, on a college campus or in multiple buildings in a corporate campus. But then there's also feature scalability. And so ah. with enterprise type systems, you're going to find a much deeper richer feature set than you might find in, let's say, a free product that is a web-based only solution that, that basically is templated in its in its design. So, you know, certainly the physical scale in terms of size in the network, there are really no limits to this type of technology. I mean, it's like uh, if you think about the number of PCs that you might have on a college campus, there are no limit to the number of PCs that you can put on that Tens college Tens of thousands. Campus. Right. Every every student could have three. Yes, if that's what they need, you know, and it right. seems to be seems to be going that way between a laptop, you know, a Chromebook, a tablet, a phone, yeah. you know. So there's all of these things they're already carrying them around anyway. Right, right, and then God knows what's coming. I mean, one of these days, wearable computing will yep. will will work, and and who knows what will happen after that. 
So that's that's one of the advantages is obviously you can scale up as big as you want. I mean, I've even, I think we even did a case study many years ago about a company that uses it across the U.S., and it's all controlled from corporate. Yeah, and so the idea behind that you know, centralized control is that um, if you look at, let's say, even your, your example there, re- more recently we were at a, um, at a local school district, you know, which was a county-wide deployment. You know, so there's a centralized concept and a centralized model where there are a few people that can approve the distribution of content before it's published. But the idea that there can be many hundreds of contributors to the content creation process you know, adds to that whole democratization of the content. And therefore, more people that are involved in it, more people are invested in the content and the quality of the content and the, the quality of the campaigns that are being delivered. But it also affords the centralized concept wherein the folks in the ivory tower, for example, can approve what gets published, but they can also create corporate campaigns that might be separate from the regional campaigns that occur, you know, at the local level. So scale is is certainly, I would think, the number one important piece when we look at this type of technology versus, let's say, you know, an all free sort of cloud-based technology, because those guys would probably argue that, well, their cloud product can scale to an infinite degree as well. While that may be true, the feature set can't scale to that degree. And that's where we start getting into interoperability, Uh you know, the connection of databases and database sources and with connections with other applications to bring in real-time data so that, quite frankly, you're not tied to your desk creating content all day long. These campaigns can be auto-populated. Ah, right, of course. I'm always interested, too, in these large, large scale, you know, over a geographical region or, or dispersed uh, deployments that it can, you can have this uniform corporate stuff, but you can also very easily as well on the smaller level, the regional level, or even the building level, you can have stuff that's just targeted for them. So it really is super flexible in that regard. Yeah, and, and really, you know, Derek, the only reason that you really need this centralized sort of control, obviously, you want to maintain some sort of brand standards and ensure that things aren't getting published that really are inappropriate, or actually, maybe aren't even truthful representation of what's going on in that organization. But you know, also another piece to it is, particularly if you're a college campus, with a system like this, that has true enterprise features, you have compatibility with things like common alerting protocol. Right. So the in the event of an emergency, you can use a single point to trigger what may happen to the displays in the event of an emergency. And that's important there because in an emergency, timing is of the essence. Yes, that's critical. You know, it doesn't matter if it's a a fire emergency, weather, or some other man-made emergency. Getting information to people in a timely manner could be critical, um, even life-saving if need be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Extensibility. Let's talk about that. What is that? Meaning able to be extended or... Well, I mean, when we really look at like extensibility, we're talking about subsets of features that can be added on to the product. And so over time, over time. So Uh whether it be, you know, apps, which might be, you know, single purpose software items or widgets, you know, that might be other tool sets that are designed to handle automated content refreshes and even publishers, which might be intermediaries that can co-opt existing screens. So you can publish to desktops or mobile devices or other things like that. I mean, that's where you get into, you know, the extensibility of the platform and what it is that you can add to it, particularly feature sets that can be developed out of band and might not affect the core operation of the platform itself. So you could add things like 
let's call it a social media widget, that this widget is created has nothing to do with the enterprise platform itself, but it's just dropped into the platform, uh-huh. developed out it of just plugs in. Basically, yeah. And, and you don't have to stop showing stuff on your screens, reconfigure everything, reboot it. it, it like it's just a, and now we're adding this element. Yeah. In fact, you know, if you think about your smartphone, it's the same concept there. You know, mm-hmm. you're using 52 apps or whatever, and you want to add the 53rd, you just simply download it. And in the meantime, your iTunes just continues to play in the background or whatever sure. it is. You yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Okay. And yeah, we talked about uh, security, obviously uh, alerts, a big deal. And the thing is, like, we always kind of say for campuses, but it's not just campuses. I mean, we all in our minds have what we might euphemistically call man-made disasters, which seem to be in the news a lot, and everybody kind of dances around that topic. But there's plenty more besides that. We've got tornadoes, we got floods, we got, you know, someone let all the animals out of the zoo. Vipers are, are on the loose. Who knows what? It could be it could be anything. Yeah, and so when you think about that type of security, which we talked about, the common alerting protocol, which is a standard that is used, you know, not just in this type of communication, but at every level, at the federal, state, and municipal level, all adhering to this particular type of standard mm-hmm. for that sort of alert notification. But of course, there's also the security of the platform itself. And whether it's an on-premise deployment or a hosted cloud deployment, security is of the utmost importance. And you know, you'll hear a lot of debate about browser security mm-hmm. uh, versus desktop security versus network, et cetera. I think that's why a lot some companies are reticent to go cloud in any aspect of things because they're just worried it's not secure. Well, I mean, to be honest with you, man, we have clients like the Federal Reserve Bank, mm-hmm. and I don't envision a day in, in the very near future where the Federal Reserve Bank uses a cloud digital signage deployment to go yeah. out and get information over the web. Too you know, risky. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, and yeah. there's a lot of environments where it just doesn't make sense. And when you think about, even back to one of the other buckets I mentioned earlier, interoperability and the ability to c- connect with different data sources or applications, there's an inherent security risk if the database source is out in the cloud and you want to bring that data back into your, your own domain. And, you know, there's there's risk involved in all of that. And so, mm. you know, security is an important piece. And, and I'm not talking about like, you know, healthcare security and HIPAA violations and stuff like that. I'm talking about people being able to get into your network through other mediums like these media players or whatever. And, you know, not having secure devices can be problematic. And our technology is a Windows 10 IoT. So it's an embedded technology and yeah. about as secure as it gets and is constantly updated. And so we're very comfortable and so are our clients about the type of technology security approaches that we take sure. to bringing this platform, you know, online. And reporting is what, sort of being able to track what's going on? Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody wants to look at a dashboard these days. It seems like the current mm-hmm. trend in business. And, you know, there's whole companies that do nothing but dashboards. But, you know, the real key to, you know, having some reporting as it relates to this technology is that, you know, for example, who is submitting the most content, who is involved in the most content publication and production. You have a good sense of how often machines are being updated for the purpose of you know new messages being on screen. You know, you have the ability to track how many people are visiting particular URLs or, or sites because they followed some message via uh, a post that you delivered right, through these sites. Right, a call sites. to action yeah, or something so, sent them there, uh-huh. And so, you know, it basically, when you look at the reporting aspects, you know, most people are very comfortable with what they just see at the dashboard level, how many players are up and running, you know, how many pay- players have failed or last time that one was communicated with. But really, the key is to understand 
who is submitting content, which channels or playlists are the most popular, where's most of the content being delivered, how effective is the content based on tracking mechanisms that you may employ, whether it be simple URL followings or social media posts, reposts or followings, it doesn't matter. But any of those things that you know, you're trying to get a better understanding of how effective is the content that you're you're putting on screen. And that, I think it also allows you, you have a, a deep window into what's going on. Maybe you needed that information, maybe you don't, but it is there, it is available, and it allows you to create this, what I like to call a culture of continuous assessment and improvement. Because I think it's a mistake to just figure out your system, figure out what kind of messages you're going to put up, and then just let it run on automatic. It needs to always, you need to always be updating it and checking in and what's effective and what isn't effective and should we do this different and if you find out hey it turns out again let's use a university as an example the school of finance is really hitting it out of the ballpark here with this they're doing all this great stuff they're asking the audience they're polling they're doing all this and you at say the dean's office or at the at the highest levels can look into that, you could maybe then help the other departments do something similar. And you know that that's happening because you have those reporting tools. Yeah. I mean, it's like any business strategy. If you're not constantly checking on whether or not this particular strategy is working, then you're kind of just wasting your time. Mm. And to your point about it, things being automated, you know, the bigger the system is, uh, the more assistance you're going to need either from people contributing content or auto updating content Mm. that is very effective. And if you don't have enterprise type features built into the platform, that you're using, it's going to be difficult to scale up the number of people that are involved and or connect with other platforms that allow you to auto update the delivery of content based on you know KPIs or other metric changes that might be occurring in your organization. So it is important in the end to have the reporting information so that you can make decisions about what is working and what is not. And without those enterprise features, it makes it very difficult to deliver effective digital signage across a large organization. Sure. So really, if you're a decent-sized organization of any kind, or you might become one in the future, something that is enterprise-level or can go enterprise-level definitely seems to be the way to go. Uh, Thank you for talking to me today, Sean. Thank you, Derek. I appreciate it. And uh, we'd like to thank all of you for listening. Hey, want more free stuff? Then head to the resources section of physics.com for free masterclass guides, blogs, videos, and more to help you with your digital signs. Please share, subscribe, and leave a review of this episode and connect with us on social media.